0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It? Podcast! Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It? Podcast. I'm your host GB. I'm in a good mood today, not just because of who I have on this episode, but because Arsenal at the time of recording have just won, beating Wolves two-one. Uh, I know it was given us an own goal, but like I said, obviously man of the match performance. So I've just got to squeeze that in there. So happy days. Yeah. If you follow me, you've probably already seen me tweet about it. But the story anyway. Today's guest, the gentleman that I have with me, is a former Progress champion, Natural Progress Series three winner. Today is the day. Please give it up for William Eva. Thank you for coming on. I've been wanting you on for a while, said to you um, in the DM, um, you know, I've been following you for a while and to have you on here, because I know you don't really do this a lot. um, It's an absolute pleasure and an honour, but I want to know first, how are you doing today, mate?
1: Yeah, as well, you know, I'm a Tottenham fan, so I couldn't really care less about Arsenal, but then at the same time... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, at the same sorry, time. I'm, not, I'm not a die-hard Tottenham fan, but yeah. you know my brother's are Arsenal, so fair play to you. Yeah, as well, I'm good. I've had a lovely day at work. I've just had a lovely meal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as well.
0: Oh. No, good man, good man. Uh, I bet you weren't too happy about yesterday, but we won't talk about the game against Burnley. Uh, for the football fans out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. But we're going to have a fun conversation. I uh, got to know you during the pandemic. I well enjoyed uh, your Instagram live videos. Actually entertained me during sort of some dark times because we just didn't know what was happening at the time. Um, and obviously being able to communicate with you on there, it, it sort of you know gave me something to look forward to in the evenings. Yeah, um, the really funny videos. I think the fans of you will know what I'm talking about. They were very entertaining and we will talk about your podcast as well later on. I've seen you wrestle a few times, so and I've actually met you at a show, and yeah, I've got some merch. So this is quite a special episode for me personally. So I'm kind of a bit giddy. So I met you at Rev Pro a couple of years ago. You was really nice, and you know we've got on quite well for the last few years. So awesome! I had to just say that. So thank you for coming on. I'm happy, but I want to know when did you discover wrestling? I want to rewind the clocks, and I want to know what was your first exposure to pro wrestling.
1: Um, first thank you, man. Thank you for such that big up. And um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the videos um, mm-hmm. on Instagram Live, they were magnificent. Um, I thought so. Very <laughs> interesting time in my life, and I, I used Instagram Live as a way. Um, and yeah, I got a lot of positive things because the world was in absolute uh nonsensical turmoil mm. that was still kind of going through. And let's not get too political, but like you know, Andrey mm. Shevchenko, he's Ukrainian. Um, anyway, <clears throat> football and politics, they me. Um, But when did I first uh, come into contact with wrestling? My older brother, James, was a professional wrestling fan. Mm He was a few years older than me. And a close family friend used to record, like, the Rumbles and Survivor Series and WrestleManias and stuff. So, like, it's just something that's always been there. So it's through my older brother that I saw professional wrestling. And, I mean, what what was not to like? You know, Hogan Savage, Warrior Bushwhackers, et cetera. That golden era. So, yeah, it's like I couldn't pinpoint and tell you exactly when. But I'd say, I all right, the first WrestleMania I always remember is WrestleMania 9 was the first one I remember recording live at Caesars Palace or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beefcake and Hogan, Money Inc. Holgan somehow winning the belt against the old Ozuna. Yeah. Poor bro. Crushing point. No. No. Hogan's a G. But um, I don't know. But yeah, um, I don't know. That was like my first kind of, yeah, and it's just always been there in my life. Always. Yeah. And I never grew out of it as they said I don't, never understood about growing out of wrestling you can lose love for it um certainly uh uh this era for me it's another story but um I mm-hmm. still you you can't never leave it I feel if you're if you're a wrestling fan you're a wrestling fan forever quite frankly and I am so yeah no
0: I'm, I'm quite the same I mean I never became a pro wrestler um, but as a podcast host and someone that goes to shows did you go to any shows um when you was younger end of the shows you know you have like the american stars or fake Kane or anyone anything like that
1: no i wasn't i wasn't that fortunate to be fair i think the first one i went to was in 2008 quick quick note was i somehow got backstage and met mike Kiyota, and then 10 nearly 10 years to the day i did extra work and met Mike Kiyota in the same place at 02 which That's i thought sick. was magnificent. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? I just That's remember it being it. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the first wrestling show that I went to would, would have been an LDN show when I was training mm. back in Zidane. day. So, yeah, uh, 2007. But none of the fake Kane stuff. I miss all that All-Star wrestling,
0: lovely, lovely stuff, you know? Oh, man, I had to go to some of them. And I, I actually got to see Jake the Snake, the uh, Beyond the Mat stage. Like, that phase when he wow. just... It wasn't nice, to be honest. I mean, I'm glad it's cleaned up, but uh, I'm always going to remember it. So, yeah, my views on him quite hard to change. But I'm glad that he's, you know, he's better now. That's the main thing. But, yeah, those American shows, obviously, oh, my God, he was on TV. I was sort of blown away by these larger-than-life characters.
1: I mean, I had the same thing when I first saw John Ritchie, like, for LDN, because I saw him on, like, LDN Capital TV on the wrestling channel. So it's not... J- John Ritchie, the Snake, and the Snake, John Ritchie, but... <laughs> um, talking to Beyond the Mat I just remember Beyond the Mat when he was like pissing in a, a bucket backstage. yeah <laughs> and like as, as like a young man like young kid and you're like damn you know like wow mm. the other side of the glitz and glamour the big wrestling like you said it, it's horrible to see especially someone you really really want to see like Jada Snake in my mm. days like, like, glory Peter to God he's uh, where he is now so wonderful
0: absolutely man they did fuck them over the producers um you just mentioned about i actually always assumed that you started your training um at projo pro wrestling's uh, dojo you know basically their wrestling school um but did you actually start before then
1: yeah that's correct i started in uh 2007 i remember seeing a, a like an advert for training in edmonton where i'd like lived for a few years oh wow so i remember going yeah, going there and like RJ Singh, was like one of the first people I trained on, her. Paul Ash, uh, Tex Benedict, um, mm-hmm. John Ritchie, Yorgos. Um, I got a very, I got a chance. I remember I was so excited to go to a, a seminar with Johnny Saint. And there's a story I've told before is like, I remember I was looking up with him and I was very like stiff, like as a lot of wrestlers know anyway, but like in terms of movement. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, Loosen up your big door. And that <laughs> always stuck with me, always stuck with me. Because, like, he, I loved Johnny Saint, just the, the pure wrestling, he, he was so magnificent to watch. He was, like, the wrestling style of, like, or the wrestling equivalent of, like, Rey Mysterio and his high-flying. Ray Mysterio is the best, Johnny Saint the best, uh, pure wrestler. You know, just, like, you're just mesmerized by, like, the, the movement, the holds, just, you know.
0: Oh, nice man shout yeah, out to uh, rj Singh, by the way i've had him on the show and uh he was a he was a good guest yeah one of the good guys um uh, i enjoyed him what was some of the i just mentioned about loosening up but what some of your other biggest challenges that you sort of encountered with in terms of your training that you found maybe difficult at uh, first to learn
1: um truly like basic chain wrestling i used to find i was i always appreciated and loved it like um when I first started training, and in those days, like 2007, early 2000s, like a lot of training schools were like, we're British wrestling, we're British wrestling. They didn't, they didn't really, you know, want to do the American style, the high flying spots and all that. They were all about the chain wrestling and hold for holds and all that. Mm-hmm. So I find it very difficult at the start to kind of get that. Um, but again, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's one of those things. Uh, what's the brother's name? Uh, I was a great uh, British wrestler, Danny Boy Collins. I remember he was telling a story at an IPW uh, seminar. Did he run an IPW at that time? Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, um, long and short, it was, it's just natural. When you're in a, in the wrestling with someone who's just a natural, who's a wrestler, you just kind of naturally feel stuff. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was very difficult to understand that because you think too much. Again, another great trainer, Greg Burridge, remember saying, don't think, feel. Or was that Dr. Tom Pritchard? I'm just dropping names through people that I've trained with and just like little nuggets of knowledge that I yeah. picked up. Don't think feel. And if you think too much, you're you're gonna mess up, or whatever. And yeah. You just yeah, that was the difficult thing, just chain wrestling. But then I naturally kind of got it. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't sound like I'm the greatest wrestler of all time. Far from it. Um, you've seen my stuff, it's all about the shop, especially the present stuff. I just like to.
0: Very, like... Roll people in
1: the
0: crowd. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been there live, man. I've seen, like, your brawls and stuff. I mean, fucking awesome. Like, it's one thing, like, you're, you're always going to get your money as well when it comes to your matches, man. Like, I think the one of the last matches I saw before the pandemic happened was uh, a singles match against you, against Paul Robinson. But I will get into your progress career um in a minute. Um, but when did you have your first match then? Like, well, that first...
1: had my first match. Because I, I was training with LDN and Dropkicks in Tottenham. We had a... The British Legion. i obviously the police. No, I'm telling you these things, but it's a small thing. But I remember the first match I had. It was against the brother James Russell, the Russ, and I was uh, Iron Fist, Danny Griffin, and I bought this singlet off eBay. And I remember he hit me in the nuts, and it. Re- I remember I was hurting so much afterwards, um, and the music got messed up. But that was my first match, and that was what 2007. Yeah, t- maybe 2008. Um, couldn't remember much of it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of my matches with drop kicks. I didn't do much of LDN at the beginning. I think I had one match with the great Alan Lee Travis, who's like a fifty-five time LDN British heavyweight champion. I really like Alan Lee Travis. I think he's a top bloke and a
0: yeah, should get a progress run very soon. Nah, sweet man, sweet. See, so I, I didn't actually necessarily know this. I automatically assumed it was the projo, uh, the dojo for progress wrestling in 2013-12. So to learn that is that's very interesting, especially for the listeners as well. Um, but when is it that you did discover the progress of wrestling training school?
1: Again, it was, uh, it probably was about 2012. And uh, obviously I had a hiatus from wrestling from mm-hmm. training and life. And that's obviously mentioned in the Jim Smallman's podcast. I was in prison for a number of years. Um, And uh, I remember being online and seeing... um. Raven was at a seminar and I was a big Raven Mark growing up, big Raven fan. And I saw he was at this this school in London. So when I got out, at, 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 um, I first went to Dropkicks and then I spoke to someone about progress. And I went down to Brixton with a Dropkicks friend of mine, so And uh yeah, rest is history. Just trained, everyone's really lovely. Jimmy Havoc was the trainer who's a good friend of mine. I've all the time in the world for. Mm-hmm. And uh Yeah, like Jimmy Havoc's style of training, I think, is lost. Um, um, We had Jimmy Havoc, we had Rio O'Reilly, we had... uh, Who else did we have? Daryl Allen. I know these are names that are going to start rocking bolts. I couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, these were good people that I trained with, regardless of whatever. I'm not downplaying, I'm just saying, like... um, but yeah, these were people I trained under and learned a lot on. I can even say James Davis. Like, you, you literally think the pro Joel was an absolute den of sin. It wasn't. It was a wonderful, wonderful wrestling school where a lot of top wrestlers who are, I think, still on the scene. I mean, Manbo, myself, I'm not on the scene. Um, Ali Armstrong. Uh, I mean, there are countless names. Roy Johnson, oh, Roy Johnson there? Uh, Roy Johnson. Big Roy, big wavy. flipping. It. Better I him? <laughs> I just got to say one thing I don't know if anyone follows Roy Johnson but I've seen he's training for like uh, bodybuilding Roy pack it in pack in those party boy from Jackass bloody pants that I keep seeing man pack it in G <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it but you're looking well big Roy but flipping heck mate you know what I mean What he's who, catering to anyway God go with you sir but yeah absolutely it's like uh, I trained there and uh, like John Briley took a shine to me and we did Transworld Sport I was so grateful uh, Glenn Robinson, Jim uh, Smallman, they were all so very good to me, and mm. I mean, I, I can't just say they were good to me for no reason, I put the work in, I trained as much as I could, I trained hard, I, I was dieting, you know, um, and I was just truly grateful, just yeah, I fell, I fell into a right place at the right time, glory be to God, and yeah, um, yeah progress was the place, it was just kicking off, and yeah man, like
0: yeah. I mean, you did go on to have a pretty good career there. I mean, as I mentioned in the intro, Progress Champion, uh, Natural Progress Series 3 winner. And there are some things that I, I want to highlight in your career. Um, obviously, the gimmick, Pastor William Eva, fucking brilliant. Um, I feel like necessarily wasn't a complete gimmick because I do feel um, you are a very spiritual person. You know, you have you ha- got faith in you. Uh, but just for it to work as well, it was very believable. Uh, I want to know, like... I just want to pick that gimmick apart.
1: Like, how, what was your inspiration for it? Who presented I'd, I'd it to love, you? I'd love to. And it's, 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 do you know what? Where I'm, where I'm at in my life right now, and like, um, I'm a born again Christian, glory be to God. Um, mm-hmm. and it's only been through the pandemic that I've really come to to know the Lord, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ through this time. And it, I, I know God has such a magnificent sense of humor because at the time I was not, I was agnostic, raised Catholic, uh, Catholic all these wonderful things. But I myself was like, um, yeah like believe in yourself you know like all these wonderful mantras and stuff which are uh, very simple but it, it isn't the way but long and short jimmy havoc and john bryley jimmy havoc uh, suggested a film called red state by uh, kevin smith and i remember watching it i didn't really enjoy it but there was a pastor in it uh, and i remember uh coming in and yeah i got long hair and a beard so a lot of people like to say oh look he looks like so and so he looks like this person looks like that person i'm yeah. not gonna say the name because it doesn't it's not worth, a uh, like... Um, but anyway, you know the scratch. And... Um, yeah. Glory be told, but... Um, so, I saw that and I just thought... Uh, I sort of passed her, yeah. So, like, I have a likeness. Um, so, I just went with it. And I remember going into the pro, Joe, and I had uh, Flash Morgan Webster, who I didn't know who was at the time, but he was a really good up-and-coming wrestler from the Midlands. We obviously know Flash Morgan Webster now from NXT UK. He's a magnificent bloke. I really like Gavin. Mm. Top draw 44 geezer. Um and they were like, have you got an idea for a name? And I said, uh, I'm thinking about pastor, something pastor. And I said, I think John Briley said evangelical or something. Like, I play on evangelical. And I was like, John, it's too clever. It's good, but I think it's a bit too smart. And I, I said in jest, I said, well, Pastor Martin Kelly It's my, my real name. Yeah. And um, they were like, Jimmy and John were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to use my real name. Specifically Kelly, because it's a bit feminine. You know, I, I didn't really want to use the name Kelly. I know their workers have got Kelly in their name, whatever. I just, that's how I saw it at the time. And then John Briley in his infinite wisdom, you know, big John, silly goose. He goes, uh, what about William Eva?" I said, I really like that. It's a good name. I just, it just sounded good. He goes, you get it? No. Nah. And he goes, what's William Short for? I said, Will. He goes, no, no, Bill. Bill Eva." I said, I, I like it. I mean, I like the name William Eva, quite frankly. So that was it. And um. I bought a singlet on eBay with a lovely scripture that I really hold true, uh, close to my heart, which is Philippians 4.13, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. At the mm-hmm. time, it was just something for character, but character. You still have that singlet, by the way.
0: That Was that, was that your still... first progress match, by the way, against um, it
1: was.
0: Flash uh, Morgan there. Yeah. Yeah. We've
1: got great response, great reaction. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I mean, the fans
0: just... were into it. It was a good match. Like
1: Great, great worker is Gavin. Uh, uh, <laughs> Gavin, yeah, I'm just a so bit and um yeah one one little side note is i remember there was a review because all wrestlers do this you'll check your reviews online and you see what people are saying about you we all do it let's be uh be honest and uh someone said oh the best thing about pastor william Every is you can see his dick in his singlet <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> story it's probably still out there somewhere <laughs> and i thought wow really um that's amazing um i thought it was quite anyway Forgive my language, but, like, I'm just a Always wretched, got. wretched man. Um, but, um, so, yeah, like, it was a wonderful match with Gav. And, actually, uh, Morgan Webster, t- to his credit, he was the one who sent me a link for my original gown that I wore, the purple uh, gown. He said, Do you want to pick this up? And then I went to Vic Stitch and got trunks to match the, the, uh, the robe. And, yeah, thank you so much, Gavin. that was magnificent because it, it just, it was so good. And when I come out of the ballroom at Chapter th- 14, Thunder Bastard, um, I was meant to be a villain, but somehow, because I just saw it as a villain character as well. Because my yeah. interpretation of the church was Catholic, and I just thought villains—they're mm. going to hate me. But especially no, the progress got... fans as well. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, the progress fans now—no disrespect—I I, I call the spade spade—are absolutely. Uh, they're not the old fans that I remember that would love wrestling. Uh, even the ones there, it, like it's, it's totally changed a there, lot. Yeah, it has changed a lot, and I'm—I <clears throat> don't, I don't hate or anything like that. Uh, the thing at the end of the day, and remember, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm mm-hmm. there to pay to watch the wrestlers. The wrestlers ain't there to watch the fans. The fans don't tell the wrestlers. We tell them. From a wrestling perspective and a fan, that's one thing that really, really irks me is we pay as fans to watch the wrestlers perform. And that's become like we're, we're pandering to the fans. Mm. I say this from both sides. And it's, it's, it's a real shame. And like the suspension thing, which you said, we'll get on to. Mm-hmm. Um, my days some people got cancelled for truly atrocious things or allegations i got cancelled for being a wrestler so be it
0: yeah i mean i i didn't agree with it and i let it be known on social media but we all get on to that um but i want to oh. uh, obviously i mean the gimmick self is brilliant uh it's my first to you it was it was actually in a tag team it was you chuck mambo sweet jesus 2015 oh, he was against Roy johnson i cannot remember the opponent's name It was my first progress uh, I c- it. could be man I think I think so and it was at the not electric ballroom the garage in Highbury, Islington and honestly man you guys were rocking it was just so cool man Chuck Mambo I've had in the show last year he praised you don't worry he loves you um, but I want to hear from you if you can share any fun stories about <laughs> Chuck Mambo obviously he praised you had nothing but nice things to say
1: <laughs> I love Gareth Schnollin his Chuck Mambo um he was one, and I, I can't believe I overlooked. It. I didn't say him. He come out of the, I think I might have said come out of the project, of course. Yeah. No, I think mentioned, he was someone yeah. I, I trained with him. We had so much fun. We just instantly connected and we're like chalk and cheese, realistically. He's like a vegan, really, you know, peace and love, you know, loves turtles and all that. And I'm, I'm totally on the other side of the fence, but we connected so hard. Yeah. And he's truly still one of my real good friends in wrestling. He's doing so well with TK, another good brother. Mm. Him and TK, the same Machine. Although TK kind of like stole Mambo away from me, it's done Mambo uh, world of good. And I say that in the greatest respect, TK. I think you're a fucking geezer. Mm. Um, and they are really smashing. I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving the opportunities they're getting. And they're going to be a force, a force to be reckoned with in the tag team division. And I hope to see them do really well and go their separate ways whenever it is. And, you know, you know how it is, tag team start, smash it, mm-hmm. you know, go off and do their thing, you know. No Genetti in that faction. No, no Genetti in that team. It's, nah. it's, uh,
0: they're both awesome, and they're so Is there a third
1: person in the rockers?
0: Nah, um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to count Janetti twice,
1: but <laughs> no, 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 no. They're two. they two Michael. They're two short Michaels. You know, what I mean, yeah, lovely, lovely. But nice. they're
0: both awesome, yeah. <clears throat> but
1: to the match that, that you recalled, I remember we were giving a uh, Roy it was one of his first matches. we were giving him a double, uh, double hip toss, double hip toss. Roy, you remember this because it's a great picture. And we and he's a big lad, and me and uh man Bob gone, and he's flipping sandbagged us. <laughs> I don't care. He's your big lummox, your big lummox. You know what I mean? And uh, we he, we nearly like we give him. A, we call it a double hip toss driver afterwards because it was just a double hip toss. And he ain't come over. He ain't tucked, And he's come right down like a big bag of shite. And uh, yeah, that's the one thing I could take away from that match that you saw at the uh, garage. Yeah. Um, but. A story about Mambo this is a quick one. We were uh, I think it was Zach Saber's uh, junior seminar. We went to Nando's and uh we're there, we've ordered food. Um, Mambo's a vegan. Um, we sat down eating, and about halfway through his meal, he goes, Ah oh, man, <laughs> does this t- does this look like chicken? It tastes like chicken. And the poor fella was tucking into like a chicken beanie or something, oh, yeah. Man. And uh I just started laughing my ass off. And uh, I said, Mambo, you can't have that. I said, go up there, tell them that you're a vegan. You've, they've given you chicken. He goes, yeah, you're right. He goes up. He says it to them. They give him the greasiest plate of chips. The greasiest plate of chips. <laughs> Nando's somewhere in Kent, shame on you. But yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's plenty. I mean, I just yeah. say man bowl, man bowl, man, bowl, um, man bowl's infamous uh, right bollock. And that's it, right? Other than that, we didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to lower the tone, but there's probably loads of stories I can tell you about Chuck Mambo. Just that he's a really lovely guy and he's yeah. a good friend of mine and uh, he's doing really well. And yeah, um,
0: yeah, he will come up, Um Yeah, I, I'm gonna be talking about the NR, um, in a bit. I unpopular opinion, I preferred your run then to pasta i know that's not a popular one but i absolutely loved it and I, I think in my previous episode chuck you see how much i talk about it i big up you in the work um but we will be talking about it. Oh, that theme still stuck in my head and i found out that was just a, a generic production song um but we will talk yeah. about that in a moment um obviously we, i'm glad i agree with you it was quality though. i agree with you what about the I agree with you. better gimmick yeah I really? enjoy it so
1: much more. Oh, no. Nice. The reason why is if I was to do the pastor now, I would clean up. Yeah. Um, Because I'm in my faith. I wasn't at the time. And again, what inspired me, I just kind of would look at scripture and stuff, but I, I wasn't myself a believer. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I would use it <clears throat> as a vessel to, to share the gospel, but wrestle. If I were to come back, but like at the point, I was just playing it. I wasn't it. Whereas yeah. the present character, that was like, that's, that was just kind of like me kind of turned up
0: or turned down, as I used to say. I just felt like that was just more you in terms of, like, even just like in the streets like Leeds and Camden and like London, just like that that microphone. I mean, I actually, I'm going to pause it because I, I, I think there's a lot to talk about that. I'm genuinely smiling, mate. But the past will <laughs> uh, even, it's a fucking great gimmick. Like, blessed in the world. like. And you actually did go on to become the Progress World Champion in this gimmick. You beat Marty uh, Chapter 33. Uh, I mean, i am got to ask, how was that as a moment, as a wrestler, as one, I think the world, it's one of the, the biggest titles, not just in Britain, but in the world of wrestling?
1: At the time, yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, I don't Maybe know. You, like the, yeah. At the time, progress was so hot. It was white hot.
0: Always sold uh, out.
1: Everyone, yeah, always. And like the crowd was was, was mental, magnificent. The roster, whoo! Like, and then you've got little old me, uh, who's just come up and been been wrestling for about a year or in a, in a bit and so, brother it's very very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like because you've got established guys, um, and it, it can be intimidating. That's one thing. I mean, we're going off a little bit here, but um,
0: no, that cool, the, the
1: physical side. Yeah, the physical not the physical side of wrestling, of course, is is well known. But like the mental strain you go through, the sort of like the insecurities. Um, you know, like the trust and everything else. And like I said, there are some good people in wrestling and a lot of, like, like, any sort of industry, you got good, mm-hmm. bad, right? That's just yeah. the nature of it, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, it was a magnificent feeling, but the run-up to it, the, I felt so, like, I remember behind the curtain, Marty and Tommy and smashed it, obviously, are two great wrestlers. Um, and I'm just waiting there. I remember I got new gear just to come out and I knew what was going on. I remember when Glenn Joseph told me I was so, like, so, like, just thankful. Cheers, like, this is magnificent. Like, this is a big deal, like, and, uh, bricking it, bricking it, bricking it, bricking it. Then my music dropped, man. Like, if anyone's seen 30, 33 to one, like, it was, what a magnificent, like, it's just, I'm just someone coming out of the, the pro jolt, like, not too long. I had a few decent matches, whatever, a few matches, whatever. And, yeah, like, it's just, it was just brilliant. I had in mind a crowd surf. That was one thing I just wanted to crowd surf. I just wanted to do that. I mean, um, I kind of dropped the, the ball a bit when uh, Jim Smallman gave me the microphone when I won Natural Progression. And he said, just be you. I said, what do you want me to say, Jim? He said, just be you. And so I just was me. And I just went off. I remember getting drunk, Chuck Mambo in the ring and saying all these things. But that was when I won the Natural Progression. Yeah. And I just rambled on. I thanked uh, Steve Manelli, a great uh, uh, local wrestling promoter in Kent. Anyway, so they weren't going to give me the mic again because they weren't <laughs> sure what I'd say. Um, just be you. Um, cheers, Jim. Um, love you, <laughs> silly man. And uh, yeah, just I. It, I can't explain. I remember I tweeted something. I said, um, you know, I could die now because I know what heaven is like. And I say that. I said in jest. I wasn't like heaven. There's nothing like. Heaven. But um. But that feeling. I mean, yeah, where I was in my career, you call it that. And um, I it was just. It was amazing. It was just so lovely. And uh, the crowds. Seven hundred. They were still singing and chanting as they left. It was such a great high for that for the oh, crowd. Right. even like, though like it was only seven eight hundred.
0: It felt like a WrestleMania moment.
1: Do you know what I mean? Oh, bro. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what it felt for me. That's it was such a magnificent thing. I might never. I, I probably never will taste WrestleMania. It doesn't matter. Like, like I said, it could be something like seven people, seven hundred people, seven thousand, seventy thousand, mm. or when people are together and they're they're cheering you on. It's a magnificent feeling. No one mm. can deny that. Like, but you um, were
0: like one of their own, like an original. They've yeah. seen you you know grow
1: up. Yeah, no, that's it. And like I said, the fans were so like, like responsive to me. And like I said, all I would do is, like, every time I wrestled, and I weren't the best, I'd give everything I had. And, yeah, I make mistakes. And, yeah, stiff people, so be it. We make mistakes. But, yeah, like, I gave everything. And that's all. all I ever wanted to do was just, Put on a show that people could enjoy if i'm a good guy you're gonna cheer me up if i'm a bad guy you're gonna boo me and if i can't do that i'm not doing my job so you know it wasn't the job job but you understand what I'm i am know you with, mean it, man it?
0: <laughs> i mean it's still talked about i mean we're talking about right now i think i've mentioned it on your stories before and even I, a bit guy it didn't last that long but you know you still have that run it's still in the record books um and then you had a rivalry with uh sebastian what happened to him <laughs> What
1: happened to him? Um, I actually spoke to Seb the other day, actually. Um, he's had a child. He's married. He's happy. Good um, for him. He's, 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 he's happy. And that's the main thing. Um, yeah. And I really love that because, funnily enough, you, me and Sebastian, uh, um, Karim, were uh, we trained together at LDN back in the day. So we started out. And that, I'll say we were meant to wrestle each other at the final of the Natural Progression 3, but it changed for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'll never know why. Doesn't matter. I was still going up. Maybe he didn't want to do the job. I still think he's a good friend of mine. But, um, will <laughs> I'll Brit Hart. But he's a Michaels fan. Doesn't make sense. But, um, so yeah, the Seb stuff was magnificent. And like, um, we got so much legs through an accident at Brixton. How about that? Because we were meant to blow it off at Brixton. But yeah. because of what happened, and um, you know, we have got 3,000 people at Brixton Academy, magnificent time. Um, and we jested, James Musselwhite and I jested, saying, like, it should just be a one and done. Just come straight and larry him, and one, two, three. And we made a joke about that, and then it happened. We were meant to have a 15-minute match that happened, the same match that we kind of planned, happened at the ballroom about a couple of months later. But yeah, gimmicks entrance I've given him a lariat. I've hit him as hard as I'd hit any other brother in the ring probably only Hobo Phil got the true wrath of my right arm um, if anyone knows about Hobo Phil and me giving him a lariat in Wales it was out of the blue and it sounded like I knocked his soul out of him but that's another story but um, I hit, hit Sebastian and he got knocked out cold and I, I remember it was uh terrifying because I thought I've blown this match Not the fact that he was knocked out because I heard him snoring. I thought, I hear him snoring. He's okay. (laughs) Like, like, because I knew the brother. So it was like, you know what I mean? I remember... Yeah, yeah. Who's another one? Joel Allen. Ooh, another name. He didn't count the three. So, like, he did the one, two. It were not meant to be a three. But, yeah, I remember he didn't. Heard him snoring. I thought, oh, dear. All my days. I've blown the match. Got up and I just threw my my, my roll off. And I went, come on, Brixton. And then it was like... The crowd didn't know what to go on and i've just jumped into the sebastian thing there but um yeah that was a very good run we got we did a lot of good things aside from me knocking him out of brixton hmm. which got me a like, lot of just some good time work well.
0: and it also just showed you got to show some more emotion as well you know it was just it was really good man i, I i'm gutted about that we don't see sebastian, uh in the wrestling scene these days i really here's one of my first like hills in the British scene, especially progress, that I, of what I actually didn't like as a character. He, actually that's a good hill.
1: Yeah, he was magnificent. He really wasn't. Like you were saying about my kind of transition, I think he'd he done a lot better in the geezer side of things. Well, actually, I'm talking absolute gas. Yeah, he should have stayed as Kensington's finest because he was a good hill. He had a great, uh, you know, M- MVP rip-off gimmick. Uh, I mean, single it, sorry. And he, was, he, he has a gen- genuine heel uh personality in general if you know him he's just a natural Mm. heel he's just magnificent um yeah i think he let himself down with the geezers he lowered himself i think because it got the endorsement from austin
0: i mean it's hard to sort of shy away from it isn't it
1: well i mean if you're going to do an advert for anyone like i mean it was a very good advert i'm sure austin weren't going to turn it down for his his pissed poor beer i've never (laughs) tasted um oh hell no (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, anyway, um, tangents. Yeah, Sebastian, yeah, like, um, yeah, he, he after the, the clothesline thing, he kind of like changed his ways. I don't know. He should have stayed at who he was and he, was, he had a great gimmick and he had, mm. again, he come out of the pro job. We trained together earlier on and he got great opportunities and he, he was very good. He was really good. And uh, yeah, I've that got was- to catch up for a beer with him.
0: It was a good rivalry, man. I mean, like the fans do miss my miss him personally, but just because it was a genuine one of those rare hills that you generally just didn't like, and that's a good hill. Um, yeah. just before, I'm going to switch off on the rest of them, just take a bit of a break. Um, and I've never ever spoken to 78, 77 episodes, right? This is the first time I've ever mentioned Lorraine Kelly. How did you how did you end up on a show? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you why because i'm I'm very hairy, I'm a very hairy man. <laughs> and uh no i i got signed up with uh three, it was actually we were doing a progress wrestling training at a gym in covent garden mm-hmm. what summer hole gym one of those fancy gyms and someone on a modeling agency which just happened to be there i was doing some deadlifts, and he just come up to me and he goes oh you've got a really great look and i thought what's this guy's angle <laughs> and then he said uh through story and i was like what's his angle and uh Then he said, oh, yeah, I've got like, uh, I work for uh, an agency, a modern agency called Ugly Models. And I thought, is he taking the piss? And then uh, he goes, yeah, he says something about, he's got wrestlers on the, I said I was a wrestler. He said, I've got wrestlers on the books, Eddie Hall. And I was like, he's not a wrestler. Anyway, um, and yeah, I got signed up to Ugly Models and I used to get a few gigs here and there. I did Lorraine Kelly. I did uh, 8-bit game with Dara O'Brien, a few bits. So I got asked one day when I was doing my shoot job, um can you make it to white city for where the itv studios were to be on lorraine kelly for a manscaping gig gig, Mm -hmm. where i got a few quid to shave my chest and be on lorraine kelly i was like yeah told my boss i ain't coming in i'm coming in late because i'm gonna be on telly (laughs) but good here's the thing i was backstage right in the green room lorraine kelly come to me and she was very tactile she was very touchy and stuff like that Do you know what i mean and if anyone's seen it on live TV, she's actually like rubbing up my chest, and I goes, "Oi, oi, me too," because you know the <laughs> Me Too movement. She froze. Magnificent stuff, you know. Always got to have a, a gag.
0: But play um, plays. yeah, yeah. Like, what name. what exposure though, man? Like just get touched up by Lorraine Kelly on like, national TV, <laughs>
1: like on ITV. I mean, I'm a humble man, but you blame blamer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll let the listeners. I'd be the judge for that one, my man. Uh, <laughs> Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. This is the integrator, the Malik Bosidi, Mr. About Mine, Mr. Big Stepper of Culture Inc. here on What You Call It podcast. Yeah, I heard. Uh, another celebrity I want to mention that you got involved in, in terms of training and wrestling and amazing exposure. Um, I mean, if you're from the UK, you're going to know who he is. K-S-I. How did you uh, land that gig? Honestly,
1: like, some of the things I, I, I was so lucky and blessed to kind of um, get involved with. I had no idea who this cat was. Like, uh, Daryl messages me, goes, oh, we've got this comedian from YouTube. I was at a training session. He goes, oh, I've got this comedian YouTuber. Um, can you kind of help us out, like, we with training? I was like, all right, sure. Like, no idea who was Met him, JJ, really lovely bloke. Really down to earth, uh, really naturally gifted, right? Really took the wrestling really well. We Could have really done something, and it's good as well. You mentioned, this. um, and we just done this this stuff, and it helped me grow in my past the character because I didn't, I was finding my voice, and I said, "Oh yes, yes, JJ, or whatever," some silly kind of voice I come up with, but um, we just burst off each other, and it was so natural. Obviously, everything was kind of set set piece, but we just it was like improv working with him it was so lovely such a wonderful guy and the team around him were really lovely and uh he got me like a faz 1500 followers on instagram in like one post i was like yeah cheers g
0: um
1: but um yeah he was um yeah just like i said it was just like oh can you do this didn't know he was didn't realize it the minute progress mentioned it because we were going to have the payoff match wasn't meant to be in the arch at brixton it was meant to be at the ballroom and it would have been me versus Kersai at the ballroom. Fuck it but up. Because, wow. of, because of the fans. And he did something out of line. I think he, he either said something about a girl's breasts or he groped a female. I don't know what it was at a Eurogamer convention. Forgive me. I don't know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. But the fans, like, kicking off. John Bryley lost, lost his, his bottle. He said, oh, no, I don't. Progress do not do nothing with him. Even though Progress done really well and ended up with WWE, um, in terms of exposure, not just for them, but for me also. It whatever. It would have been magnificent and it would have got yeah. on tons of tons of turnouts, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. They dropped the ball, they left it, and it, it still got tons of views, loads of people um really enjoyed my character, the
0: bits we did. Mm. Oh mate, it's fun. Um, if the listeners haven't seen it already, go on YouTube, search KSI Wrestling, and you'll see it straight away. I mean, the views are just fucking nuts.
1: And it was a laugh, literally, like I said, it was improv. Everything was bad. He'd say something, I'd work with it. And again, like it's uh, act react. That's something Tom Pritchard, I remember saying, act, react. And that's the business. That's how we work. You know what I mean? It's you know, hulky stuff works and all that, but you do something, I react to it. Your action, my reaction, my my reaction, your action, etc. Bang, bang, bang. And that's what it was with KSI. And that brother obviously he did boxing and he's made a ton of money. Mm. He'd be a magnificent wrestler. He had, he like, he's just naturally he's so charismatic, man. man. He is.
0: I, I oh, like, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the YouTubers in general, though. It's, it's this generation in it, right? But KSI is so likable.
1: Yeah, no, but that's the thing his character and who he is, it's so magnificent. Like, he's such a lovely guy. He comes across mm. as like an arrogant prick, but he's further from it. And I was saying to someone the other day, actually, I said, I did a bit of KSI and I met Bazingwa. And Bazingo was a knob. Like, in all fairness, we did something and it's just like, no disrespect. I'm sure the guy was is changed now, but he was all right. He's up his own ass. Like, mate, you're, you're a gamer. He's doing all right. Fair play, Chuck. Glory to God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, KSI is a general. Lovely man.
0: No, good. That's it, man. I think, I think there's going to be a lot of listeners, especially UK. They'll know straight away, and they will probably find it. And they might even tweet it. If you do watch it, tell Bill what you think of it. Um, I'll put your details in the description below, but we'll get to that at the end. Don't worry. Um, all right, so we're going back to the rest we we'll talk about your run as the pastor. Um, some great moments, being the Progress Champion, sweet Jesus, how you got into the gimmick. Uh, obviously, it was my first, my first Progress show, seeing you there. But... Um, just before I do talk about Do Not Resuscitate, DNR, uh, my favorite side of you, I want to talk about your running Defiant Wrestling. Uh, Defiant Wrestling was quite big. Uh, you worked a few shows there, including Beat and Gabriel Kidd. I just want to know, how was your experience there?
1: Awful, if truth okay. be told. Fair enough. I'll be strapping down with that. It was a very, very, uh, l- not lucrative, I mean, in terms of money in wrestling, it's not magnificent, but it was a good payday for me. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of money around that company. Um, but they had this—they had this really big plan for me. They were gonna put these people around me: Liam Slater, Gabriel Kidd, Prince Amin, and Jern Simmons. Ended up slipping in somehow. But the way it was handled backstage was truly like—that's why it didn't really last much longer after it uh, uh, became defiant because it was just so everywhere, and it was—they were wasting money here, then everywhere, like bringing me in. But, um, but like, uh, like I said, they obviously did my stuff in progress. They liked it. They reached that, or however it was um come in i was meant to do like a congregation gimmick where uh i turn liam slater he becomes like a disciple of mine uh, then gabriel kidd follows suit da. da, da, da or gabriel kidd, i forget what but like i remember it was just so scattered like i'm sorry to kind of you know to, but for me it was like it, i remember it's such hard work mm. i remember i got to wrestle moose and like i remember i had a coldy box if anyone knows coldy. Um, I watched the Ring of Honor. I remember seeing Moose wrestle. Now for a while, this is guy, this was like a few years ago when I first started like, training. And then I got to wrestle with the brother, And this guy's a big old ex-American football player. Worked him. And I remember bloody bending my middle finger about two minutes into the match after going over the guardrail, barrier, whatever you want to call it. And the ref trying to tell me to stop. And I was like, no way am I going to stop. This? It didn't hurt, but it was just deformed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got some lovely things to do. And it was great crowds and like the, the following, the subscription was great, but mm. overall it was hard work. Just how it was me run. And Gabe, yeah, the way it was run. Me and Gabe Kidd had a match, um, and it was just live as well. I remember it was a live IPTV, or an internet pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, <laughs> I remember it, like I forgot spots. It wasn't crisp, it wasn't it didn't flow that that well. And I remember he was <laughs> really upset at the end of it. And I was just like, alright, brother, relax. Man. I mean, and, um, that was that genuinely happened. Like I mean, I love Gabriel Kidd, and we're not going to go into to what he's going through. But I know he's doing all right. He's all right. Yeah, God bless him. But yeah, it was um, overall, it was just a shambolic affair. The whole defiant experience that I had. Mm. So many things were promised and were going to happen, and actually, I got injured. I got injured uh, with the match with Roy, when I I uh, bust my leg. So that kind of put a kibosh. But even going up to that point,
0: it was just. No, I'm um, special honesty, man. Like, I'd rather you you didn't go, yeah, it was all right. But the fact that you filled me in, why it was a bit of a shit show. I mean, obviously you got a nice payday and obviously a bit of exposure, but in terms of backstage and how it's creatively and how it's run, yeah, that's fair. I can imagine they didn't obviously last that long, which is a shame because they brought in all this talent. Um I won't be talking about Moose because I've had him on the show and uh yeah, you can watch the episode and see why I've just said that. But um yeah, cool. Wow, was he a knob? I comment not gonna say anything oh if you, if you get bored one day mate during the weekend or anytime watch the interview and uh, i'll just leave it as that yeah anyway, oh wow i i don't bad mouth people this time i don't, don't. so i'm not saying nothing i'm just gonna say about the interview yeah fair enough <laughs> it wasn't my favourite interview, so yeah. But no, it's cool, but I'm, I'm glad to have, I've had one. But yeah, anyway. Uh, do not resuscitate. I'm so happy I get to talk about this with you. I talked about it with Chuck Pambo I was so excited. The clip's on YouTube. I actually made it separate from the interview just because I love DNR. My mate Rob, hopefully he listens to this episode. Uh, he's a fan of yours as well. Uh, when we hadn't, I hadn't been to progress in quite a long time. I see you there. I like in this... <laughs> and you've completely changed your look i kind of switched off progress for a bit anyway um and your look was awesome like uh, sunglasses the hat the microphone the speaker explain everything if you can explain what made you change your look change your gimmick and dnr as a stable well do you know what I, i
1: remember it was a there was like a comedy show running up to um Wembley I think it was I think it was the run up to Wembley mm-hmm. and it was Danny Garnell and uh, we'd done like a Nevermind the Buzzcocks wrestling style thing which was pants but anyway um, uh, I remember walking through Bond Street yeah afterwards and I was just walking along and I just like was looking around and I was just like you know just get I just something said something comes to me and I was just like just imagine just talking to people and telling them how today's the great day of the life because I was kind of getting onto this sort of new age, you know, today's the greatest day of my life, which I also found today's the day, today's the day of salvation, which is amazing. But that's another story. I didn't see it from the the wonderful biblical side of things. I just saw it as like a, I don't know. I can't really explain it to you, brother, but like, Mm -hmm. I just had this kind of thought of like walking with a microphone and a speaker and just telling people that this is all that have like evangelism, right? Because I'm big on evangelism now. I'll tell anyone about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they want to listen, I'll tell them in truth and love. But like it wasn't, it was evangelism, but earthly evangelism. You know? And that's what it was. And I don't know if you've seen like there's a few videos online of me, like today is the day and stuff like And talking to people. And the reactions I get were pure natural, right? They fucking brilliant, anyway.
0: man.
1: And that's jump on. Wear loud suits. Wear loud suits was a Was it the guy? It was, I'm great. I'm
0: great. Are you fucking blind? Sausage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, yeah, like um. And I don't know, like, I just thought, yeah. And I remember, I think I said it to John. And again, uh, Tyler Bate got hurt. And uh, it was like, can you work Timothy Thatcher tomorrow or whenever it was today? I said, yeah, I've got me gear. What color do you want me to wear? And then I told him about this idea. I sent it to Smallman. And it was like, yeah, I like it. I was at Rise in Leeds, like, the Saturday night. And then Sunday, I get told I'm working Thatcher in the morning or whatever it was. Yeah, it was so magnificent. And I really respect him, if ask, because he's a pure wrestler, mm. a real gentleman backstage, a real man. And that's, I won't go too deep into it, but a real man. Like we have got a lot of boys in the business, as you probably heard me say, but there's a few men, and he's he's one of them. Very love, and I, got, I was very appreciative to work him because he's a top bloke. So yeah, anyway, just all that. I had this idea. I sent Jim Smallman a promo, uh, and Bosch come out, even Briley, because he was he such he was so good to me was joining. Uh, where was I going? I remember saying, I've got my gear, my pasta gear. Um, I've also got my suit. And he said, wear the suit. I went, cool. Uh, He said, go around outside and start. Like I said, I had an idea to go around and just start talking to people with the speaker and the microphone, just whatever come to my head, talk. Mm -hmm. And he said, what about music? I said, I said, what about music? He said, just come out with the speaker and the microphone. Bosh. And that was it. Like, uh, it was just so just organic. It just happened. And yeah. It, I grew as a character because I wasn't too, I wasn't confined because I didn't know what I was doing with Pastor, but with the present thing, it was like something I was kind of experiencing and felt like this sort of new age spiritual kind of, I can't, mm. positive affirmation because I remember Mark Mirror was someone I really really like, and I also know he's a born again Christian by the grace and glory of God, so it's, it, was, it was just basically positive affirmations, but with a sort of sinister kind of role, I don't know like I said, it was just off mm. the cuff but there do you know what i mean
0: as i said earlier like i actually do i said it's probably an unpopular opinion the fact that you agree to me surprised really surprised me but well, i do prefer this gimmick as opposed to the pasta which i know is more popular um but there is one thing i've got to ask mate that noise you make with the microphone and the speaker how the hell did you do that <laughs> like oh, w- weird it's, whistle it's,
1: feed- <laughs> it's everyone always wants feedback right um and that's what it was. When you put them too close, I think it's the magnets or whatever in the speaker and the microphone. And I just thought that makes such an awful noise. Oh, I wow. quite find I find it quite soothing. So it's just yeah, like so no actual hidden trick. Speaker. It was actually
0: just you putting the microphone to the speaker.
1: Oh yeah, that was oh. it. Like
0: if you do that, you'll get that. Oh. Oh. And,
1: oh, oh my days! It was so good because it's it was oh, it was like these these are the little things, the little things that you do. All right, it's a big noise. Uh, but that get you so much more than a Canadian Destroyer off the top rope, through a table. It got attention. Kick out at one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're watching you. They're looking at you. They hate you. You know what I mean? But I love it! You know d I mean? was
0: awesome, man. <laughs> I remember it was... Um, oh, man, today's the day. It was so good. I remember it was the Rumble. I think it was Electric Ballroom. It was 2019. Uh, I think it was actually my last, my last progress show to this day. And obviously, obviously, there's four of you coming into the ring. And it's just like each time... <laughs> just like every time I got to hear that theme song in that Rumble match I am so happy I think Paul Robinson won that match I think you got quite far but you took a bad landing with Dragonoff, didn't you oh yeah oh the crumble yeah the crumble at Ali
1: Pali you know what happened right I slipped on the apron that was it like I I've gone up and I was meant to, we were meant to go back and forth back and forth and then he was going to whop me and eliminate me but I've gone up and I've got like Ben Sherman shoes on and I've slipped on the apron, and I just give him a naughty, bloody brainbuster on the apron like, it looks so and naughty. it looked so naughty like scary. he was not going over, so yeah he, I mean you know he protected himself, and I, there was no malice in it, yeah um it's just a simple mistake, and uh it was good because he wasn't going up I mean, imagine if Danny Duggan won the rumble, all the best, you know what I mean um would have been great for us, but uh.
0: Yeah. It would been great Nothing.
1: for everyone. I think Danny, quite frankly, that's a joke. But quite frankly, I think Danny, Danny Duggan should have won the rumble. Uh, the, Just to see the reaction.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: would have been money. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even feel bad
0: about leaving the show early now. I, um, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think um, Mr. a certain David Star, was in it? So not really that bothered. But... Oh, well,
1: the yeah. thing is, like, yeah, that 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 guy, and I wish him well. I know he's he's working on himself, and that's the main thing. You know what I mean? No one yeah, is yeah. too far removed to be forgiven. That's one thing I, I have come to believe, so...
0: Yeah. One of my favourite match? I think my favourite match with you that I've seen live um, was you against Paul Robinson at Electric Ballroom. And you just fucking, like, just... Oh, man, honestly, like, the, 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 no one's safe in the Electric Ballroom in that match. Like, the chairs go everywhere. It was fucking brutal, but it was really good. I
1: don't know I if love you remember yeah,
0: like, Oh, you do? Yeah, sorry. I
1: so. uh, no, absolutely. I mean, that was the one where we did, a uh, like, a... Like, what was the thing that I thought of? Uh, the chairs outside where he throws a chair at me, I throw a chair at him, and, like, we, we were taking, like, whatever they called, unprotected chair shots. They're only plastic chairs. Good and shots, CTE. you had. <laughs> Yeah, CTE's <laughs> overrated. That's a joke. It's very serious. Um, I know. And also, I did the fall-away slam with Robo into the fans. So I even preempted that gimmick, you know, following on with Michael Oku, you know, like absolute yeah. nonsense. So it's not like it wasn't done before, and they didn't—they didn't know it was coming. But who cares, right? Mm. But yeah, that was a, a like Robo. My days. He was always a night off because the brothers are consummate professional. The guy's five foot whatever it is, yeah. But he, he carries himself like he's six foot eleven.
0: Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest on my own birthday. You are the man. Now learn the man. Woo-hoo! You're listening to the greatest professional wrestler to ever. Walk we'll planet
1: Earth, Tate Mason. You're listening to the what do you call it
0: podcast?
1: Woo-hoo. Yeah, I heard. That was a wonderful match and a great finish. I think, did I go up? I think it was a screwy up. Or did he go over me? It doesn't matter. I don't I even he, matter
0: I think he went over. I could be, I could be wrong on this Yeah.
1: One. But like I said, it was the, the turn, the, the fall away slam the crowd, the, the chair shots. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, what was the flipping thing uh, when he's just maniacally laughing? Like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Fight Club. You know Fight Club, where Brad Pitt's getting
0: battered, right? By oh, this, uh, oh, Bro- what, Bro- when Bruce he beats. The, the, the oh no, when he beat. Oh, when it beats up Jared Leto. Oh no, no, no that's no, 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 no. It's when
1: Yeah, when Brad. Oh Pitt no, no, the, the guy owns it, it and he's taking
0: the beat. yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: In my head, every time I took a chair shot, and I'd start laughing. I was thinking Brad Pitt in Fight Club, where he's like, ah, 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 "You know, like," and the guy's beating and he's pissing out. "I love you, man. I love you." Just that—that that, that was a kind of vision in my head as I was doing it. And that's what—I don't know if I got it across, but yeah, that was it. Like, ah, like just insanity. Uh, whatever you want to call it, marginalized progressively into a spot. I don't know words.
0: Great if match, you, Paul Robinson. No, that was a very good match, man. Uh, if you can't talk about it, because I know it was you made the news in terms of your suspension, and I know you have been vocal about it on your Instagram stories, but um, I mean, I just—I I mean, I personally, as a fan, just didn't think it was fair. I mean, yeah, it's a progress show; anything can happen. You know, it's not the first time this has sort of happened. Um, I'm, I'm only speaking on myself. I'm not speaking for the progress fans or speaking how you felt, but. I mean, when it was, you know, alerted to you that, you know, that you'd be suspended, did they tell you that you'd be back in a certain period?
1: Yeah, three matches. It was three match ban. Um, Again, I've spoken openly. I mean, obviously, we know it's all uh, a lovely uh, work. Um, (laughs) But it was, like, what happened was uh, it got so much heat. Imagine this. Imagine a spot getting heat. I understand... Like people complained, and they could have been a, a fan who got hurt, but there's been a lot of higher risk spots where the fans have been involved and nothing's happened. This, this is just a smaller thing, right? They got so, so they shared a clip of it, which got which they bit on. A lot of people I think Chris Brooks quote, quote tweeted, It doesn't matter. They bit it, they bit on it. All the fans saying, Oh, how dangerous he is. Well, that's like my my character, I'm dangerous. And uh, it was Michael Oku who's like seven stone, soaking wet. Like, you'd throw that guy, I don't know, something really flimsy. I can't even think of the most flimsiest thing. And I'd be worried about Michael breaking and not the, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he was, you know what I mean? There was there, the, the people who were probably in the front row were probably twice the size of Michael Walker, quite frankly. Amazing talent, do you know what I mean? Drink some weight gain, get in the gym, son. Right? Anyway, so that's happened. I got a free match ban. I was meant to work Connor Mills. They, uh, Briley said, oh, it's not going to happen because the, the, there's a card change. I said, you're talking nonsense. He said, I'll pay you. I said, I don't even want the money. Like, big love for John Briley, but I felt really insulted for that. Um, I was getting hit and I was playing up to it as well. Um, X, Y, and Z. I even suggested, bear this in mind, I suggested the suspension. I said, suspend me, John, because this is, this is what you, you know what I mean? Boom. They did a real professional statement. It was all a work, just so you know. Oh, wow. It was a work suspension and it was just to keep the fans happy. So that's it. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. And that's where it's like, then a lot of things happened in my life, which kind of again, I know we're talking wrestling and stuff, but yeah. um, you know, glory be to God uh, and the world as well. Lockdown, of course. How can we forget the great big lockdown and COVID and all these things happened, which slowed wrestling down? So mm. things happened and you know, here we are
0: here we are having this conversation. I mean, for me, I didn't know it was work. So... There you go. We're like, all right, dumbass. But... <laughs> I, mean, oh, it's, I mean, it shows how good it was.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing. No, that's the thing, like... that, And I even played up to it that it was genuine as well, right? Because yeah. that was it. Because the reaction it got as well. But it was. And like I said, I'm... And I'm not saying this. I'm not like Chris Jericho. I invented everything, yeah? It was, oh, Jericho did it first, right? But that was it. Like because of the traction, and John didn't know what to do. He said, oh, I don't, don't want to use you because of this, that, and the other. X, Y, said, well, you might as well suspend me. Make something of it because it's stupid. If it gets a reaction, nobody died, nobody got hurt. Michael Oku, seven stones soaking wet. We said move. I said move. Mm. But, like I said at the start, unfortunately, the nature of the game, man, the way the fans are, and I'm not, listen, that's just it. It's fine. You can either... As Vince McMahon said at Beyond the Mat, I tell you what you want, basically, Vince McMahon said, and I'm paraphrasing him. The fans don't tell us what we want. We tell them what they want. And that's the whole point. And when the, when the shift changes, that's when it gets murky. You've got to be staunch in your product. Yes, if it was something that was truly something went wrong and somebody got hurt, absolutely, 100%. Nobody got hurt. They knew the risks involved. I said move, all these wonderful things, right? Mm-hmm. What did you expect? You know, come on now.
0: And it's, you know they they're front row, so they know it's going to happen. But you know, I mean, I'm not going to sort of knock the fans if if they did kick off about it. Fine, everyone's different. But I mean, I personally, I'm still I'm still glad it actually work, Actually, sorry, but yeah, uh, but I mean, like, <laughs> <so, so fucked laughs> <off, like. laughs> all over my like, damn it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I really, I really am, a Mark.
1: Oh, no. um. All right. <laughs> Stop putting yourself down. This is another thing, George. This is another thing. Hold on a second. Bear with me, right? Be a fan. Yeah, man. Be a fan. Listen, this is the thing as well. And there's no, there's nothing. Like it. So what? I was a Raven, Mark. I was a Mark for the Hitman. All these things. We're wrestling fans. The difference between you and I is, I just tried to do it because it's something I just want to do. Yeah. That wasn't for you. Do you know what I mean? I mean, everyone who's a wrestling fan wants to be a wrestler, right? And then it's just taking the steps like yeah. but at, at fundamentally stone cold steve austin was a fan hulk hogan was a fan the rock was a fan you know etc so but the thing is if you're a fan be a fan like obviously we all kind of read power slam and the internet and stuff we even the wrestlers now do it but mm. we're all fans fundamentally but it's when a fan tries to be like a wrestler that's when it's like whoa there's
0: a lot of them on twitter a lot
1: yeah no exactly and like again that's i'm not like i said i'm just saying that's how it's changed and that this is the reason why it's changed and if i was to run the company um i'd do it right i'd do it like progress back in the
0: day mm. all the punk rock real times times yeah. have changed my man uh, are you still a fan of wrestling at the moment because i haven't seen you say anything about it on instagram live or anything so
1: I mean I watch stuff. I don't I like I've I've got a very short attention span. I'm easily distracted and also I'm just striving to get closer to my Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ every day. So there's, there's a lot of things going on in my life, but um I'm, I'm content and happy. Really? Um but as for watching wrestling, um yeah, I still kind of occasionally watch a bit of uh WWE, like watch the rumble. I loved the fact Lesnar went up. I thought it was magnificent. I've the like, was great isn't he? Oh, Lesnar's magnificent. He's finally he's done what Taker did. Afterwards, He's just let himself nature shine who he is. Yeah. He played the gimmick for many years, and he's a tough old boy as is Undertaker. Now he's just enjoying it because he's coming to the end of his career. So now you can be yourself and do your thing. Glory be to God. He's a magnificent man. But anyway, the Rumble. Like I said, "Watch the wrestling." I watched the Rumble. Pants. I don't even know who this big famous musician was. I had no idea what's going on. No one wanted to touch him because he would. Mm. If they would have broke him big trouble yeah yeah who i I don't know right and but there was what was it he was like the biggest uh entry and and
0: johnny knoxville in 2022
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's been done he's done it like 10 years ago they do like jackass
0: like 10 years ago they've got the new ones out i'm not in a rush to watch it like i I used to love it when i was a teenager yeah yeah
1: no of course it's funny you know i truly i would have been more surprised if ryan dunn had come out god rest his soul and uh anyway right listen i've got a sense of humor don't forget this um right but just as a wrestling fan let's have it right like if lesnar didn't win the rumble i would have been severely disappointed i'd give the rumble a four out of ten just lesnar gave it the four that was it (laughs)
0: I might as well have Hart. He's like, oh, Triple H and Undertaker, four out of ten. Just like, <laughs> I remember uh, that people were pissed. Uh, I mean, even like Michael Cole and JBL replied about it. I think it was on, oh, what was it called? Wrestle Talk or something like that. Um, oh. Yeah, that was a fun show. But, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to watch that. I, I did. <laughs> I actually did work experience. I went for an interview, but we won't talk about that um yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm hearing... yeah yeah anyway uh... <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just googling anyway it, guys, so.
1: i must i must again like i'm having a bit of fun here. so it is. What mate, is.
0: honestly man I, I think it's been a blast man i think like i think the listeners, that they've watched this, they can tell um, it's not my first interaction with you. And just to have, just to, I feel like I've, I've been able to lighten up a little bit and also to talk about things that I've you know, I've seen you live. I think I've still got your stickers somewhere. Uh, oh, I did actually receive your t-, your, t- your t shirt, by the way, and you did send it in the wrong size. No, so you didn't. But, yeah, no, you got didn't. your t shirt. Right? Sorry about that. No, I got your t shirt finally, right? But I received it in the wrong size. And I was like, "You're going through a lot." So I was like, right, "I just gave it to my mate," and he was like, "Oh, thanks, man." I was like, "Yeah, do you want to give me money for it now?"
1: Mm, <laughs> well, <so> uh, <laughs>
0: hey, I gave it. I gave it all away. By the
1: way, like, yeah. so there's a lot of people who didn't receive anything. Michael Oku being one of those. No malice, no hate. You know me. No, no, no.
0: I got the stickers though, but yeah. I mean, we were supposed, we were supposed to go
1: for a beer We you supposed to be in south end, but never happened, my man. Uh, it's about, it's about like, uh, listen, I was all about the shot, mate. I was driving here, then everywhere. I had a lot of things going on. That's and I'm cool, not making man. excuses. Oh, no, no, George, cool, what man. size are you? What size are you? Don't, what? don't like shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, I'm not, not going to say, I'm, I'm not going to
0: say, yeah, because I don't want, yeah. Send me
1: the gimmick hard. and, like, literally, I will, I will sort you yeah, out. I'll get, I've got, you know what I mean, I've still got a few t shirts. Hello there.
0: I've got a special announcement for my next guest.
1: Hi,
0: I'm Kat Spencer, and I'll be on What Do You Call It? podcast. We definitely did record that. Yeah.
1: One thing I'll say in general, always bear this in mind, and this is just like in general, right? Always be aware of people who are really nice. I like that. Don't, you know the People that say they're good, I'm a good person. I'm scared of you. You worry me.
0: Yeah. Normally they only say towards the girl. quiet ones, but like I, 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 from I've been on this uh, for quite a while now, and I've, I actually can relate to what you just said. Like it's too nice.
1: If someone's too nice, just just be cautious.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I agree with that. Uh, one or two more questions, and then I'll let you go, my man. It's been a really fun episode, and just good to have a catch up with you because I know you don't do this a lot, so. Yeah, it's, uh, much, it's much appreciated, mate, and I think we've had a really good uh, time. Um, is there any plans to bring back your show? Because I, I know you, you mentioned it not long ago. I
1: I to said me. it in jest, and that's how we got this going, even though we did kind of ask Big it, I said if one person says it's come back, it's come back. And one person, I say it's come back, so I'm one person anyway. But 19 people reacted to it, fair play. There's a, those are numbers. Whether or not I do it again, I don't know. I just have a bit of fun occasionally. Mm. I mean, would it be the same? I don't know. I really want to do a podcast. And one thing that's on my heart is if I was to do a podcast, it would be, and I have this idea to do a podcast, and it would be to do with wrestlers who are born again Christians. Because mm-hmm. it was something that was always <clears throat> growing up when I used to hear about Jake Roberts or um, Sean Michaels or Drake, Drake Younger, for example, Drake
0: Wurtz. Mm, Hawk. Um, or, WLC. There are
1: so Hulk Hogan. There are so
0: many uh, Ivan uh, Koloff,
1: uh, who are born again Christians. Ivan Koloff, nice- by the
0: way, great guy. Reach out to him. I've had him on the show. Martin. Fucking great guy. Yeah, I will.
1: I will. And I, I, this is the thing because this is the magnificent thing. These are like when I used to hear about born again as a kid. I didn't understand what it meant as well. I just thought, oh, this is just like Jake Roberts as well, mm-hmm. Um, who are just someone seeking like. uh because they're so bad, they're just trying to reach out to God, uh, because they're so bad, it isn't further from truth, and um, Jesus said in John 3, 3, you must be born again for to, for to see the kingdom of heaven, and uh, I'll just throw that out there, that's just a word, people like to long on John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for whoever for him perishing, and we believe will inherit eternal life, i have paraphrase that um, but it's That's the thing. I'd like to a podcast where I talk to everyone about it, even Mm. if I had a wrestling person who was an unbeliever, just discuss their faith and what their hope is, where it lies. Why? I believe in myself. Do you? Trust me. If you believe in yourself, you're in big trouble, right? I believe in Jesus Christ. He's my only hope. He's my salvation. And it works for me. I get a lot of time. it It works for you. It does work for me, but you know what? It can work for you too if you just let him into your life. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a perfect person. No, you see your sin, you see where you're fallen, and you need his forgiveness and you need <clears throat> to repent and yeah, his forgiveness every single day of your life and realize I can't do nothing. Um, not I, but Christ in me. So, but anyway, like it'd be a podcast on that and just restless the sharing their faith, encouraging like Sting as well, another brother, Ric Flair, I believe, Undertaker. These are big brothers who are born-again Christians, yet you don't hear them talking about it much.
0: And I Jesus said, did it on me. On a religious show. Uh, I think you it was last it. year,
1: the year before. Yeah. A testimony, yeah. But still, there's still very little things. I get it. They're businessmen as well. Yeah. Like, DBS is a minister and all these things. But I think, specifically now in this day and age, I think more people, because the world... I'm not going to go too peachy on it. Like, there's something that's really close to me now. And it is the most important thing. Although I am mm. distracted at times. It's the one thing that has gave me hope and solace and really grounded me. Mm. And it works for me. But guess what? If it worked for me and millions of others and wherever a person listening to this or yourself for that matter, mm-hmm. I just say, humble yourself and ask for answers. Ask for the truth. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. And no one shall know the father except through me, the son. That's what Jesus Christ said. That's John 14, chapter fourteen, mm-hmm. in the Gospels. The oh, word yeah. does the mm-hmm.
0: work. I myself, I'm not a religious person. I used to be, I grew up in it, went to religious school, same times more. Um, I mean I sort of um sort of lost my faith. I mean, I'm not gonna have a massive conversation about religion just because it's not me. But I think I said to you before recording, um I, I believe if faith, religion, wh- whatever you believe in, if it makes you a better person, if you genuinely believe in it, then I will support you and I feel you know, I'm I'm happy for you. So for you to share what you've just shared with me and even just to see on your social media these days, uh, on your stories, the positivity that you're spreading as well, mate. I I really like it. I really do. And you know, for us to sort of, we've had a laugh in the show, but to sort of end it on this way, it makes me happy to see that you're happy.
1: Well, thank you, George. Like, uh, that's all I, all I say is, no, I appreciate that, but it's, it's, it's not something exclusive to me. And uh, it's, um, It's everyone's got their own, it's work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and it's to realise what Jesus Christ did on the cross for for everyone for as we were still sinners, Christ Jesus died for us, Romans Um, like I said, it's uh, um, everyone's on their own journey and walk but there's only one path that will get you to heaven if you believe in such a place, which I do this is just a temporary means I sound like a magnificent cult leader right now But I'm just a man. The beer doesn't
0: help, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Glory be to God, I say. Ah, that's cool, man. I'm glad. I've never, I've never, I think there's been a lot of firsts on the show. Lorraine Kelly and KSI, religion, um, and just general British talk. And I'm happy we got to talk about DNR as well, man. I
1: fucking love DNR.
0: Um, But I'll send you my clip to Chuck Rambo as well so they can hear him talk about you as well, in a good way, and DNR. Um, but no, uh, honestly, man, I think it's been a special episode. Uh, we've, it's been quite a long, one of the longer ones as well. But it's one of those I feel like I'm happy with, um, and I think the listeners will be as well. They'll be able to hear it, in my voice, and see it in the video that um, we bounced off quite well, and it's been a good episode. I hope that you can move forward on with this podcast idea, bring in the guests that you need, or just even to reach out, even if that's one one person, you can make a difference to. That'd be awesome no thank
1: so, you no absolutely i've enjoyed it. it's just been a conversation mate that's the yeah. best
0: part absolutely man yeah. As i said in the beginning and i think i said it before recording that like, so like your instagram live it was during the early days of the pandemic to sort of you know maybe forget sometimes about the pandemic and I, also i'm grateful for that obviously i don't think that you may necessarily know uh, i've known that that would have been what it did to me but i used to always tune into them and you know i was able to engage with you and you know we still speak here and there so thank you for coming on my man uh one last question what is next for william eva if you know what the future holds for you
1: i have no idea do you know what someone said to me yesterday i was in a bible study and they said uh, you should do christian stand-up um who knows Um... is that a real thing a yeah, stand up comedian to a Christian, yeah, truly look it up. Um, yeah, um, so and you know, like wrestling was my first love. Um, mm-hmm. but comedian uh, being a stand up comedian, I always loved comedy, I'm quite funny. Um, not just to look at, um, um but yeah, like, uh, brother, I couldn't tell you, like, mm. I'd love to get back into wrestling, but my ring condition is far from it. I'm actually I'm not even going to say, but I'm not in great, not in the greatest of shape, I've lost a lot of weight. I have a lot of work to do, and first and foremost, I need to get my walk right with Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, and everything else will fall into place if I
0: allow you it. D- to- I'm not brown nosing anything, but like, uh, yeah, I think as a genuine fan of yours, I think you still have a lot to offer in the wrestling world, and the fact that you're still pretty young. I'm trying to get pretty young. Don't know why I mispronounced young. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the fact, but the fact that like you know, you still got a lot to offer. I mean, you had a long career already. But the fact that you didn't have any injuries that caused sort of this, I'm going to say semi-retirement because no one stays retired in wrestling. Terry Funk fucking proved that. Um, But just in general, I I think we're going to see you pop up. Maybe when we least expect it. Who knows? Maybe there's some things, you know, you, you don't want to reveal. But I'm hopeful. I know I'm going to see you at a show or see you on the news feed. I don't know what you're going to be under as you know is it going to be today's the day is it going to be the pastor or is it going to be a new william eva who knows my man who knows but all i'm going to say is the future is looking bright for you mate
1: (laughs) you're a silly ghost and i must please send me that clip thank you so much brother send me that clip of Manbolt. cut something where i've said something nice to me to, to reply if you can use something that people might listen to yeah i hope it does good numbers for you man and just thank you, brother. Thank you for this time.
0: I am truly grateful. I truly appreciate it. That's cool, Hopefully. man. We'll, we'll definitely have to go for a beer, man. Definitely this year. Definitely. I was on my mind. We got, hey, you got to buy me a Guinness and I'll buy you the second round. i right, man. We'll definitely do it, man. It, this won't be just talking. Listen to think I'll be just talking. We will go for a beer, don't worry. I'll make sure. Because no, no. I think there'll be more stories to share and more laughs to have um, with each other's company. But... <laughs> For now, everyone, thank you for listening to this special episode of What Do You Call It? podcast. Um, if you do want to stay in touch with William Eva, I'll put his details down in the description below so you can get in touch with him via Instagram or the old Twitter, because uh, I know you are kind of active on it again, but maybe not, but Instagram mainly. But if you haven't already, please like, please subscribe to my channel. It does help me. It'd be much appreciated. There's going to be more episodes of What You Call It podcast coming up next week. But for now, everyone, also, come on, Arsenal. But for now, everyone, have a good weekend and stay blessed.
1: The following podcast is brought to you by the Joners Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjohners.com.